Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with me. It is Mile High Magazine, and I think we all have heard the statistics of teen suicide in Colorado. It's alarming. It's terrifying. And then you hear from a parent who went through it. And we're talking to Kari Eckert. She is the mom of Robbie and Robbie's Hope Foundation. And I think you're going to be the best one to tell the story. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me and having this important conversation. It is an important conversation. And you just lost your son, Robbie, October of this past fall of 2018. Just over three months ago, Robbie took his life. He died by suicide. My husband and I were at parent-teacher conferences when it happened. Robbie was 15 years, 8 months, and 22 days. No parent should know those statistics about their child, but now we do. Um, And we didn't know that Robbie was suffering, and that's the really hard part about this. That part, when I read that in your story, broke my heart because I think that is every parent's worst nightmare, is that something like this happens and that you had no idea. It is a nightmare. Um, No, Robbie was very uh, social and happy and a great smile on his face. And when we were at parent-teacher conferences, the teachers shared with us that not only did Robbie know the material, but he was approachable and the other Mm -hmm. kids knew that and they went to him for help. So um, he, no, he didn't show anyone in his life that he was struggling himself. I can't imagine the shock that you went through. I think I'm still in shock, to be honest. You would have to be. Yeah. And you were just sharing that his birthday. Yesterday, Robbie should have turned 16. What was that day like? It was tough. It's one of those days where the shock isn't there. It makes it very real. And it just, um, you're surrounded by friends and family and people reaching out. And there's so many people that care. And teens, we have a lot of teens that were over with us yesterday. It was a really hard day, though. Where did Robbie go to school? Lakewood High School. And are those the teens that you talk about that have come together supporting Actually, the it's a lot bigger than just Lakewood. Okay. Robbie was a swimmer, and he played tennis. And uh, so my husband and I, uh, just within like a month of Robbie passing away, uh, well, kind of going back to Robbie's hope and the foundation, um, we decided that we got to do something. And we started meeting with teens. And the very first meeting that we had there was 11 area high schools represented. Robbie had a lot of reach just because he was a social, happy, approachable, smiling 15-year-old that was active. None of those things sound like a child who would take their life. No, that's very true. But that's what we're learning um, firsthand, and I think it's eye-opening to other parents. Is um, We were naive to the fact that suicide in our state is has alarming rates, um, and teens are struggling. Teens are, depression is, um, it's a re- very real thing and anxiety and teens aren't comfortable talking amongst themselves. They're not comfortable talking to their parents and they're just bottling it up and they don't need to do that. They can talk, we can be real. Mm-hmm. And so that's the message that we're trying to change. So I am guessing that you've channeled a lot of your grief into Robbie's Hope Foundation. We have. My husband and I are both very passionate people. 
we're doers and um, working firsthand with these teens. I mean, that's, it's, it's really great. It, what we, what we're giving, we're able to get back and just um, the teens energy and we really find that they have the solutions, they have the passion and they want to lead and they want to be, they call little activists. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Yeah. What kind of things are you hearing from the teens that maybe we can shed a light to other parents that they're struggling with? So we're working on um, a teen handbook written by teens for parents. So that's a great, we just Mm -hmm. worked on this at our last meeting and um, you know, we give them questions and we listen. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from the teens is they just want to be heard. Yeah. They don't want when, you know, like when we grew up, we went home and we turned our, we didn't have phones or we talked on the landline with the long spiral cord. Mm -hmm. Um, They are, they have their phones all the time. Right. And they're not having a lot of face-to-face interaction and the body language is missing. And so Mm -hmm. if they are open and have conversations with their parents, I think as parents, sometimes we want to solve things for our kids. Mm-hmm. We just want them to be happy and have success. Absolutely. The teens, they just want to get it off their chest. Mm. These problems, they're, they're small. They're not big problems. They're very, they're small, but they feel really big to the kids. Right. And they're just, they, they just want to be heard. That's, that's my biggest takeaway with take the, away. yes, yes. And if you're just joining me, we're talking to Kari Eckert, uh, the mom of Robbie Eckert, took his life on October 11th, 2018, and she and her husband, Jason, have now started Robbie's Hope Foundation. How are you reaching teens? Like, you talked about meetings. What else is Robbie's Hope Foundation doing? Social media. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. how teens communicate. Um, So all of our programming, everything is really, we're taking the, letting the teens take the lead um, and trying to destigmatize depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, and suicide, and that suicide is never an option. So we are meeting with our group of teens every two weeks and just listening and talking about different things. Um, our teens are have a really neat thing that they just started because they came to us within about, oh, after about the third or fourth meeting, we want to do something. We don't want to just talk. We want to do something like this. We want to help spread this message because that's what we kept saying is it's awareness and it's just being able to have a conversation. And they said, we want to do something. So that led us to the hopeful drive. And tell me about that because that's coming up here January 21st. So there's um, kids from 20 area high schools. I think we're at over 200 kids right now. Mm -hmm. And we're just encouraging um, kids to have conversations with whoever will listen they are, it's like a campaign. Um, it can be with a neighbor, it can be with a stranger and just letting people know that teen depression and teen anxiety and teen suicide are really mm-hmm. big things in Colorado and in the country. And they're not sure why our numbers are so high, are they? There's a couple theories, but are no. Yeah. But yeah, they're theories. The Rocky Mountain region yep. is particularly high and it has been for a very long time. Right. Right. But in the last 10 years, our rates have gone up by 40%. It's terrifying as a parent to yeah. hear. It's the second leading cause of death for 10 to 18-year-olds in the state of Colorado. Well, I and I know that um, the stories of some of the kids here locally the past year, I mean, they make the news and they get younger and younger. Yeah. And so many parents say the same thing you just did. We had no idea. No. 
I've met a lot of those parents. I and Jason and I are now in a club that no parent ever wants to be in. And that's why we just want to encourage teens and parents to talk. And it may be a hard question for you, but I'm hoping that maybe the vulnerability, if you can share it, will help. What kind of things did you find out Robbie was struggling with that you didn't know? I wish I had clear answers for that. We've had a lot of, I mean, you, you question everything. Right. You look back. Um, Robbie was really high performing and there's a new high performing anxiety or high performing depression. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that as a, in eighth grade and in ninth grade, he helped other teens actually with these same issues. He, there's a few kids that came to us and said, Robbie was the one that I went to when I struggled with those things. Wow. Um, Robbie was a very, uh, charismatic, fun, loving, always was from a really young age. He had an amazing sense of humor. He had a very attractive personality. Mm -hmm. People wanted to be with him. And I think he just, his empathy was so high. He knew how to take care of other people, but I just don't think he had the skills to take care of himself. One of the things you wrote is that there are questions that you didn't ask Robbie in conversations you didn't have, that you didn't know to have. Robbie, are you okay? It's okay to not be okay. You can be real with me. I'm here to listen. You don't have to be perfect. Mom and dad here. We're here for you. Yeah. And if you you make a mistake, that's normal. That's okay. Yeah. Very simple conversations. It is, but just you said vulnerability. That's a thing that's just really, it's not a characteristic that we share. No, I think, I think in, um, all our relationships, right? you know, we all were taught to act like everything's fine. And if you're going to do something, do it perfectly. How about just being real? Yeah. But in the, the teens, they are so, they, they are real. Yeah. They when are. you give them the, you said you have a 13 year old. I do. I do. She's going to be 14. And, um, we, I'm a single mom. And so I take it upon myself to have a lot of these deep conversations with her. And it was interesting because we were watching the Ellen DeGeneres special. Oh, yes. Um, relatable. And Ellen, at the end, she talks about how we're all on our own path and it's okay. And you want to feel accepted and loved. And I took that opportunity to tell my daughter. Okay. Like, that's exactly how I want you to always feel is you can come to me and tell me anything that I don't care who you are. You're loved for exactly who you are. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to, you know. The things I wish I think I had known, you know, and um, I, you know, I get teary thinking about it because I know that she needs to hear it, even if I don't, even if she's not telling me she needs to hear it. Oh, absolutely they do. So mental health is something that's really, it should just be called health because anything above the neck is labeled mental health and there's just so much stigma to be able to talk and if kids just know it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And in the mental health world, hope stands for hold on pain ends. As adults, we can look at our situations, our tough days with a lot more life perspective, but our teens, they aren't able to do that. Right. Right. They feel like, they feel like it's everything. At the right moment. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. We have the experience to say we made it through a bad day. We'll make it through another one. Yes. 
hold on, pain ends. I love that. I've never heard that about hope before. I know. We picked that, Jason and I, we decided within like 36 hours of Robbie's death that we have to do something. Did you really? That soon? Oh, it was immediate. It really was. It was just like, no one should be doing what we are doing. And we've learned of the statistics and just how alarming it is and how naive really our society and parents are. Right, right. So we, and I'm like, just pick a word. I'm like, we can figure out what it means later. And hope sounds, you know, yeah, hope. Mm-hmm. And then when I learned what it really already stood for, it was like, yeah, wow. How empowering is that? Yeah. So you had a lot of firsts here recently. You went through the holidays. They were rough. I cannot imagine. No, they were really rough. We have a 19 year old daughter too. She goes to school out East. So she was home and, okay. um, holidays, they just made everything very real. And just missing Robbie, his presence definitely felt that it wasn't there. I I, I can only imagine. I'm sure it was hard for her. Yeah, it's really hard for her. They were were really close. Were they? Yeah, they were buddies. Mm. And then for her to be so far away at school. Yeah, and she actually, we've had conversations with her, and she shared, um, she really feels alone. And, you know, there's a stigma attached of having a brother die by suicide. I'm like Elizabeth, you don't need to be alone. We, you can, your friends support you, and people yeah. want to hear and they want to care about you. Yeah. What would be the thing you would tell other parents listening right now? <sighs> Just take the time to be available to your child and to create the opportunity for dialogue. For just let them know that you are there for them, that you will listen. That you'll try not to judge. You're human too. You're a parent. Yeah. But just really to take the chance to listen. And I think making yourself available to other kids as well, because it isn't always a parent. And I also think we need to teach our youth and our kids um, what the resources are available yeah. because the likelihood of them needing them, possibly for a friend or for someone else, are really high. And it's too tough of an issue to try and carry on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you can just Colorado crisis services is an amazing, you can text. Um, it's just, it's too big of an issue. I heard Jason, we were speaking with some teens um, up in Estes park this weekend. And he said to them, he's like, wouldn't you rather lose a friendship and save a life? Mm-hmm. If some, if a, if a friend came to you, you may have to break that bond of that friendship because your friend really needs some help and you aren't you're 15 16 years old yourself right i mean most adults aren't equipped to know exactly what to do no but try you have to try yeah i think that is a huge huge message to get out there and i'm so sorry for your loss thank you i am i am so happy that you're doing this yeah and that you've turned your pain into this action um but i'm so sorry thank you thank you that just, it does break my heart. Um, are you going to be doing a gala or a 5K as well to start raising? We money? have our, the date of our gala is April 19th. It's okay. at the Arvada Center. Um, it's exciting, and that's an opportunity for parents to mm-hmm. come and learn more about Robbie's Hope because we, mer- we work mostly with the teens, mm-hmm. and teens don't always come home and tell their parents. So, nope. and we need resources and just as many people to get involved and be aware of the, the issue. What are you putting the money that you're raising towards? Teen programming. 
teen resources, supporting organizations that already exist in our community. Mm-hmm. There's no need to redevelop the wheel. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of really great resources in Colorado and broader, but people don't know about them. So right. we got to change that. And so your message is to get the, get the awareness out there. Absolutely. Awareness and conversation. Hold on. Pain ends. Always mm-hmm. have hope. Did it change the conversations you had with your daughter? It did. She's 19, I think. Um, but yeah, we it absolutely did. Yeah. Just the pressure that our kids are, you know, like Robbie included. When you're 15 years old and a sophomore in high school and you're getting good grades and you're doing well in your athletics and your parents are supporting your friendships and believing in you, a lot of their pressures are self at that point. It's mm-hmm. not from the parents anymore. Right. You don't have to... And just that the, the, that's what the teens are we're hearing a lot is just the pressure that they feel. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes you have to just step back and say some of that from yourself though. Right. You, we don't expect you to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I've interviewed um, the crisis line and I've interviewed different people on teen suicide um, here within our state. And one of the things that surprised me and we'll kind of wrap it up with this is that the psychologists have said even if you don't feel like your child has thought about suicide, it's okay to talk to them and use the word and ask them. That's yes. That's such a myth. And sometimes that's, we've found that in the schools. If you ask someone who is suicidal, are you going to take your life? It doesn't changes nothing. Right. It gives them an out. Talking about suicide does not create suicide. It creates awareness. I think that is a huge message right there. Kari Ecker, Robbie's Hope Foundation, thank you for being here today. Thank you. And for folks who want more information, do you have a website? Yes, it's Robbie's, R-O-B-B-I-E-S dash hope, H-O-P-E dot com. There's a lot of good information on there. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm Melissa Moore. It's Mile High Magazine. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning.